This is Our Point with Zach and Carmen. Good morning. Good morning. Look at how beautiful our hair is today. We're both just rocking it. I agree. I there, this is... there are days when I'm like, oh, Carmen and I have the ha- same hairstyle. And today is that day. <laughs> we look we look like twins. Just just I had my hat on and off. And oh, did, were you already out walking the dog and doing fancy things? I walk the dog and then I put my vehicle in the garage because it's going to snow. Oh. Which is a step I don't often take, and I should. No, we need to get you get this, everybody. Carmen has a beautiful garage that she does not use at all. It's gigantic. It is mainly gigantic. because bitch, you don't put a garage door opener on it. I like for $150, you're you would use it all the time if you could push the button. That's it. Would use it more if I could push the button, but there's no power in the garage. Well, you that could was either the whole issue. You could either get power. Or, as we have discussed, you could literally run an extension cord from your house to the garage. Yes, that is what the last homeowner did. Because there is a garage door opener in there that's now 14 years older than it was when I moved in. Yes. How long have you lived at that house? Uh, It was 13 full years in December. So So 13 years, Carmen has had this gigantic garage that she has not put her car in. And has instead, like, dealt with... Hail and things. So, anyways, our pointers. One time. One time let's let's all pray that Carmen 2021 is the year that Carmen gets a garage door opener. Yes, I would like you all to pray for that. <laughs> I guess that I know what your next birthday present is gonna be going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so we just slowly but surely build it up. I have an update on my fish tank. Oh, thank goodness. It is filled with water and it is right now doing its thing downstairs. I just got it all the things going before the podcast and i am now petrified that while i am not watching it the basement is currently flooding so (laughs) (laughs) like don't know what (laughs) might happen it might be like you know the end scene of home alone where the water bandits have officially flooded the basement so that could be a thing that is happening currently that that would also make me very nervous yeah you have a big you have a big white fish or not white a big yellow fish behind you is that new that's the rare Hawaiian fish that I had to run out and get. <laughs> pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. It's very pretty. Its name is Ray because, oh. you know, it's like a ray, ray of sunshine. sunshine. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. The real, real clever over here. I, um, like I have another question that I need your advice for, unless you have something else that you no, hit need me. to share. Okay. So I was thinking about the upcoming wedding and I don't really care to like register for gifts. Mm. And Michael doesn't really either. And quite frankly, we don't really need anything. You know, we're both in our thirties, make decent money. We, we don't need dishes and quite frankly, towels. Yeah. And everything we want would be expensive. Right. Right. So we're like, well, we don't really want to go and like register for, I don't know, a spatula at target or towels or any, like that just doesn't make sense. But I feel like you have to do something, right? Because people are going to get you something regardless. Even if you say, don't bring gifts, you're going to get, they're going to do something. Yes. So is, I think it is tacky to just be like, I want cash, right? Like, I think that is tacky to say that. But 
I desperately want children and it is incredibly expensive to the point where like surrogacy or adoption, you're talking like 50 to a hundred to $150,000. So would it be tacky to say, as opposed to a gift registry registry that even if we like set up a new bank account, so it wasn't like make checks payable to Zach and Michael, if it was just to like Zach's and Michael's baby fund, do you think that's tacky to ask for baby fund money as opposed to just like, give me cash? What are your thoughts? What's your initial reaction? My initial reaction is that I like it. I think people, I think people would dig that. I think it is different than just asking for cash or um, I had a friend who was like, you can buy different shit on my honeymoon. I was like, I mean, okay, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Be a little baby fun. That's cute. Well, I mean, I feel like it fits with like a wedding theme and like next steps. And then I think everybody would understand that it is incredibly expensive. So I'm just trying to get a feel for what people's initial reaction is about asking people to contribute money to a baby fund as opposed to, you know, spatulas from Target. Well, all right, pointers, text in. Yeah, 605-215-1043. Let me know if it is tacky to to do that. We should also, do, maybe this would be another thing that we can put on as a poll for Facebook and Twitter. Since Ooh, it's only two yeah. options. Yes, it's, it's only tacky. Two no, it's not. Ta- like, that's easier for us. But that's what I've been debating the last 12 hours. I like it. Yep. I, vote, my... I vote pro. Okay. I'm, I want it to be pro because... That's expensive. And then I was like, well, if people see it's a baby fund, maybe they will, if they were going to get $50, maybe they'll be like, oh, we'll give $100 because it's a baby, you know, (laughs) like maybe that's a better plan. So fingers crossed that just a magical $50,000 check just ends up in the bank account. It's floating out there. Yeah. Ready to go. You just got to put it out there, right? Like vision board 2021. Just got to start cutting babies out of good housekeeping and we'll see what happens. I know. I know. I only want pretty babies. Um, what are you drinking over there? Ooh, I'm so glad you asked. I have a red beer. Oh, made... it does not look very red. Well, <laughs> I'm really I'm at the very, very end of the jar. And okay. this is, of course, for people who have been listening since episode one. My parents can homemade Bloody Mary mix. And so I am rationing it. And I'm at the very end of my jar. So I'm going to get one more red beer out of it. So yeah, this is a little lighter because I just quick did a refill before I came upstairs. You did a refill already. Whoa. It's it was up at like 630 and then I had a savory <laughs> breakfast. I was like, it's 915. It is the weekend. <laughs> um, well, it is winter. So did your parents already give you your allotment of bloody mix or could you get more? I think they have more. They have more at their house. But I don't see them as frequently because of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So I have, we got jars, I think, at Christmas. Okay. I was like, I feel like your mother is in town every other week for a doctor's appointment. It's, it's true. So but then like, like, I have to remember to ask and she has to remember <laughs> to bring it. And sometimes the, those things just do not work out. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I don't know what I, you got uh, over there. Oh, I'm incredibly boring in drinking water. Don't. Don't eye roll at me. It is only 9.15. So not that I'm judging, but I'm judging. You're a coffee. 
Well, I already had coffee. Like, I've already had two cups. Two? Two I'm busy. I got shit to do. (laughs) I have things and stuff. You have no idea where the day is going to take me. I, the world is my oyster. I have no idea what's going to happen. So many oysters. My parents are coming to town this afternoon. And so, one, dad is going to inspect my fish tank. Two, they're bringing a carpet cleaner so I can clean some carpets downstairs because I think the dogs went pee on a spot and it's driving Mm -hmm. me crazy. Mm -hmm. Then they're going to go look at cabinets. So who knows? I might buy cabinets. Weirder things have happened in my life. I So I, I don't know what's going to happen. But what I do know is that I am thankful for Joe Biden. Joe Biden, the world's most perfect first lady, who is just killing it with the jackets. She, these jackets are like the trench jackets, amazing. But there was an article that tugged at my heartstrings. Um, In the AP, it was everywhere, but it was titled, Joe Biden Thanks Guard Members with Chocolate Chip Cookies by Darlene Superville. Now, if you remember the, the witch that was currently, or was previously occupying the White House in her be best mantra i bet you it never would have dawned on her to put on some some shoes and get outside and thank the troops um on a cold day but joe biden after obviously we all saw the images after the national guard members who had been in dc to um fortify the capitol building were kicked out of the Capitol and had to like sleep and lay in a parking garage that had one bathroom for 5,000 people. Yeah, Um, that was, that was no good. That was no good. And whoever made that decision hopefully is also fired. So Capitol Hill police and leadership, not great. Not, not great. Not their best year for sure. No. So of course, after all of that happened, Jill Biden in her first official visit, which I thought, was remarkable was visiting um, patients at the Whitman Walker Health Center in Washington, which has a history of serving um, patients with HIV and AIDS for the LGBTQ community, which again, great symbolism for her first visit where mm-hmm. she's going and where mm-hmm. the priorities are for this administration. Um, but on top of already being cool doing that, she swung by the National Guard troops and unannounced to say thank you to she apparently thanked everyone for keeping her and her family safe during the inauguration which i thought was great that again the the well, reason they were all there was for her and, and her family yeah yes they were all there for her and her family's safety primarily um from the wackadoodles but then she brought goddamn chocolate chip cookies wrapped with red and blue and white ribbons and gave them chocolate chip cookies that the White House made. (laughs) She's already better. Like one day in, she's already better. And then she talked about being a National Guard mom and spoke of, you know, the connection to the Guard because obviously Bo was in the Guard. And then come to find out, Joe Biden also called the guard and apologized for what happened. How can he help rectify again, apologized already that this shouldn't have happened. Cause at the end of the day, he is the commander in chief. 
Not it's that Joe true. Biden made the call for them to go sleep in a parking garage, but he already fessed up and apologized and was trying to rectify the situation. Like, what a change a day makes. Everything about this article is great. It made me a little, little teary. It made me a little teary too. Um, Just the like, I'm a National Guard mom. Like, oh my God. Yes. You totally are. And then like, and then the part of the, how she went to go see the cancer patients because people, cancer screenings have fallen since last March. And we talked about how important primary care is and just, you know, here's all the things that we need to do. But I took time out of my day to just drop off these cookies that someone else made because I did not do that. (laughs) I imagine the poor White House chefs, you know, because they were used to just ordering out McDonald's for President (laughs) Trump. First day one, Jill's like, don't you think they were so stoked though? Like they got their KitchenAid mixers out and totally. set that shit up on the counter. They were all excited. Like, they also people, have been people. stockpiling 50 pound bags of flour like I have. And then Jill was like, make some cookies. She, they had to make a lot of cookies really quick. I know. And, I was thinking that same thing. Individually bag them. And anyways, I just thought so it was cute. a good. And tie them with ribbons. Like someone's yes. doing that. I just. It was a good heartwarming story and I think is a clear indication of a different value system that the incoming administration has, regardless of whether or not we like the decisions that they make moving forward. I think their value system already shows that they are in a different level than the previous administration. So kudos. Uh, I have two things to add to this story. So one, uh, look at her mask, the white with the flower. Well, it was the same mask that she had for the inauguration. Yeah. For the evening wear, because the f- did you read about that coat and dress and how it had all the yes, all flowers? The state's flowers and the Delaware mm-hmm. flower was a, where the heart her was. Heart. And like, uh, it's just lovely. It just everything about her is so classy and delightful. Yep. And second, did you see? Speaking of when all of the troops were moved to the parking garage, did you see Tammy Duckworth like lost her mind? Well, sh- she should have, and then she was like, "You can sleep in my office." <laughs> yes, like- <laughs> Senator Duckworth. Um, she is a military professional as well and was like what is going on and then she was like yes she tweeted out they can stay in my office this is ridiculous and then like she just got on the phone and started making calls and figured out how this and then she would update and was like okay I've been told that the last guard is going to leave the parking garage at 12:35, and then after that, she's like, "Okay, it is my understanding that everyone is back, and I can go to bed now and get a good night's sleep." And you know, please let me know if there's anything else. It was just—it's so it's ridiculous. Again, whoever made that call should immediately be fired. Just uh, miserable. Yeah, it was such a weird. Because I saw it on Twitter, Politico reported it, and then someone was like, if this is true, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And I was like, well, uh, yes. Chuck Schumer, please (laughs) keep me posted. I don't know who it was for real, but. I don't either, but thank you, Jill. Um, So we're recording this on Saturday. You won't hear it um, until Tuesday, but yesterday... It's one of my favorite holidays, which is the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. And for um, loyal pointers, you know that my dog is um, Lola Roe, who's named after this groundbreaking piece of legislation. (laughs) And so uh, I just I found us a, a little abortion article that we could talk about from NPR. Biden administration prepares to overturn Trump abortion rule. And so um by 
Sarah McCammon. And basically, we do expect him to be um, a president who values reproductive rights in the White House. Obviously, most anyone would have been better than um, Donald Trump. But well, Mike Pence might have been worse. That is a good point. He he's also miserable. That not- that is a good point. I mean, mm-hmm. Reagan also bad. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but anyone would have been better. Let's yes. say. And um, so definitely Joe Biden signaled quite a few different things, made some promises during uh, the campaign trail and that. So we're all expecting him to do those things. But one of the things that always happens at the change of administration, and I mean, don't like quote me on this, but like most of the time um, on row or right around that we revoke or we reinstate the Mexico City policy which means that you don't get um, funding in um, foreign countries when you like refer or provide abortions. So also called the global gag rule or the Mexico city policy. And so now that has been uh, revoked and um, Trump also cut off funding for federal title 10 in the United States, which is a family planning program to domestic healthcare providers. And if you perform or refer patients for abortion, um, then you would no longer get your federal money. And we expect that to be reversed ASCP as well. And um, also on the list, we want more policies related to abortion, contraception and reproductive health, including the reversal of the Hyde Amendment, which um, prohibits federal funding for most abortions aka medicaid so we'll see yeah we i mean of, we can only go up so we got a lot of potential here um particularly for a 78 year old catholic um i do feel like this is going to be a fight um the whole way but we feel really good about where um both biden and harris are and um where the democrats are in the senate well, the beauty of Joe Biden is he has a 47 year record of being pro-choice and a voting mm-hmm, record mm-hmm. that backs that up. Not to say that it has been perfect, but welcome to the fact of legislation legislation. And sometimes you have to vote for shitty bills um, that have weird things attached to them. But well, and the- you also get like an evolution, right? Yes. I mean, with a 40 year career, he uh, has evolved in some of his policies as well. Yes, this is just one of those things, that, like you said, that always happens at the beginning of an administration. Democrats always reinstate the gag or, you know, of get rid of the gag rule and then Republicans put it back in place. And so this is just like a tit for tat that continually happens. I wish we could get some like actual legislation in place so we wouldn't have to deal with we this shit anymore. This every yeah, four to yeah. eight years, but it's annoying. But yes, it is a good change. We're back in the Paris Climate Agreement. Um, woo, woo, we're back AOC, in who? Yeah, AOC is out there killing Ted Cruz because, you know, Ted Cruz is back on his Joe Biden's more concerned about the people in Paris than the people in Pittsburgh. But then she goes, <laughs> have you seen this? And then she goes, Ted Cruz, do you also believe that the Geneva Convention was only about people who lived in Geneva? And I, 
<laughs> I am enjoying her trolling of him again. But there was was it Lauren Bobart or whoever was like, I serve the people of Pueblo, not the people of Paris. And same thing. <laughs> They're like, you just assume either like your constituents are so stupid that they don't know what the Paris agreement is or you're so stupid that you don't know what the Paris agreement is, but whatever. Yes. They just call them that because that is the actual city where the agreement was made, not because it's about the individual cities that they're named after. It's just so dumb, but I am, I am all for it. You're already seeing all these fucking Republicans come out and like be super, know people already right like they're mad that biden isn't uniting basically the country around the gop's plans and priorities so it's just it's annoying to me to already hear the no chorus coming from specifically republicans in the senate i'm just already well i read the best response to that and it was like oh you know democrats have to compromise we have to compromise in the name of unity and this is all you know it's important blah 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 and someone was like, we already compromised. Joe Biden was our compromise. <laughs> that's that's like, actually very, very true. We wanted Buttigieg. We wanted Warren. We wanted Sanders. Like we wanted we wanted someone different. And we compromised with the 78 year old career politician white man with the moderate know, like we he's so fucking moderate. So that is our compromise. If you can't work with fucking Joe Biden, fuck off. That's exactly right. And more so, I just don't understand. Again, now now we're hearing all of this unity, right? But it's unity only for the things that the Republicans are pushing, supposedly. But don't fucking come at me with unity when you guys have not been the unity party for the last fucking four years or the last or the previous eight right. years before that during the Obama administration. I saw an interesting component where it was like, look, I was a Hillary Clinton supporter and where from the last four years were you trying to bring me into the fold and unite us? Um, It doesn't happen. And so I am so torn between the like, okay, we should all get along and go back to being normal. And really, like, I want us to also burn the house down. Like, here's our chance. I want to shove everything down your fucking throat and make you take it because that's what you did. Now, now you can't be the people that are all of a sudden like crying foul for unity and compromise when you guys don't lead that way. I'm just over it. They're all miserable, Carmen. Totally. And I I don't want to hear anything about how we're rushing shit or how we're doing things too fast after you just put a woman on the Supreme Court in eight days, like before Ruth was even cold. Like, no, no. Yes. As you tried to push every piece of legislation through. I mean, yeah. My memory is long. Hashtag never forget. Yeah. Fucking ask, Ask my friends I went to college with. Yeah. Long memory. Long memory. All right. I need I need to maybe switch from water to some booze at this point. Oh, do you think? Okay. <laughs> well, like the current fish tank, um, you know, situation I have going on, one other immediate impulse decision that I purchased, um, which actually might be more frivolous than the fish tank at this point. I've spent more time <laughs> with the fish tank. Was the very expensive and very beautiful Peloton bike that I have sitting downstairs in the basement. 
It is. Um, I've seen it. It's in the guest room. It's gorgeous. Basically it brand really new. Is. I mean, like, basically brand new. Michael has used it a few more times than I have, but in general, all we do is make a payment to look at something pretty. At least it is somewhat attractive to look at, and it does make you feel like you're rich. Um, sure. Yeah. Yep. But but Joe Biden is a advent advent. No, what's the word I'm looking for? Ardent. He's an ardent bike rider. There we go. Um, as a scene like from the campaign where he was sprinting on his bike and he also has a peloton um and so there was an article from the new york times titled biden has a peloton bike that raises issues at the white house by cheryl gay stolberg um and cheryl goes on to talk about um one how the idea of joe biden having a peloton doesn't seem to fit with his regular joe from scranton image but Lady, fuck off. He's 78 and he's already doing more exercise than I am. So if you're not going to let him bike down the streets of DC, let him have a Peloton bike. Um, totally. Yeah. I, yeah. I was like, stop hitting on him for having a Peloton. Lots of people have them. While they are expensive, they're not like that expensive. Um, they're not a gold they, toilet. Yeah, it's not a gold toilet. But so they continue to talk about the actual cybersecurity issues that having a Peloton bike has because the Peloton bike is, is also a social platform really is the, the meat of it. Right. So you're able to zoom in to in-person live classes with other folks. You can turn on a camera and see people. There's a microphone so you can talk. There's like a leaderboard where other folks can follow you. You can give high fives to other riders and the same ride as you. So it's really like a, it, you know, a virtual in-person exercise class. And there really isn't a lot of functionality of the bike outside of, I mean, you can do just like a static bike ride, but that's pretty boring. And I imagine he doesn't want to do that. He wants to do the classes, which is why you would buy the Peloton. Well, and like once you have the Peloton, I think it would be very hard to go back to a plain old stationary bike. Yes. And so that's what I would think. As they bring it in, apparently there are some security issues and Michelle Obama also has a Peloton bike that they apparently the secret service and the CIA apparently doctored to basically take out the camera and the microphone and whatnot and provide it more security. But I just thought it was interesting that again, we just had a president who literally had an, do you remember the uproar over Barack Obama wanting to keep his BlackBerry to the point where they took Sorry. everything off of it and he could only text like six people for security issues? Wasn't when, that where the, he talked about in his book that it was like akin to a toddler phone you give a toddler to play with yes. because you couldn't actually do the things on it? You can't do anything on it. And that was a BlackBerry. And then we have President Trump who came in who literally had his own private cell phone that he would try to blow up the world with on social media and call all of his buddies at random. So again, now we're worried about Joe Biden and his Peloton bike and being on a live class with folks. I imagine Joe Biden isn't going to pop into, I mean, that would be cool. Talk about a great way to interact and like see your president. I mean, I think that makes him seem more relatable <laughs> and personal. If they're doing these like fun things, it's like, you don't know if Joe totally. Biden's going to pop into your class. Totally. I think it would be, Absolutely amazing. 
I feel like you would use it more if there totally. was a chance that Joe Biden. Joe Biden, I would actually ass. maybe even get up every time that Joe would do that. But I just found it comical again that apparently they can doctor these bikes for high-profile people like the Obamas or or whatnot. Um, but then I, I guess I never ever thought about the security risk of a Peloton bike. Again, we now live in a world where absolutely everything. Can, can be monitored or right, followed or tracked or they can turn sure. a camera on in your house super easy which is a little bit creepy but after we came from a person who literally almost tried to destroy the world with his iphone like get like over it more than once yeah get over it so i thought this this article was interesting because it talked about the security risks and then also how like regular people don't have pelotons and it was just like, I understand that he's a regular person, but he's also the fucking president. Like, even if he didn't have a Peloton before, like, can he have one now? Yeah, he, he can't. Can he have one now? I mean, he's not a regular person now. Now he's the president. Like, well, I, just, I mean, the thing that I find interesting about it is because mad about things, the mad about the expense of the Peloton bike. I get it. It's like twenty five hundred bucks. But like, I have a Peloton. So I'm a run of the mill middle class American. I have a Peloton. What am I also bad because I have a Peloton? Like, I just couldn't get the like. I mean, I spent more than that on my landscaping this summer. Well, I mean, again, we just came from a, a group of people that like Melania Trump is wearing $50,000 dresses and Donald Trump is spending $150 million on taxpayer dollars to go golfing. And we're mad that Joe Biden has a Peloton. He's not even like making, they already own it with their own private money. I, I don't know. All of these, I mean, George Bush was a multimillionaire when he came in. Are we like mad that he lives in a big house? I don't know. I just thought that angle was obnoxious. The whole. Fucking New York Times. Fuck the New York Times. Fuck fuck Cheryl. She has a bad haircut, by the way. Just going to drop that in there. Cheryl. Well, that's just her head. You look like you look like a Cheryl. I feel like we, you and I right now cannot criticize anyone's hairstyle. That's all I'm saying. Well, if I turn on the ring light, <laughs> I look better. Okay, enough about you. I'm really excited about this article. Okay, so ready. I found it yesterday and immediately was like, this is it. This is my podcast article. This is the one? Yeah, and then I had to send it to um, Hannah, who's a big listener. and was. I was like, like, could she see it? I couldn't get past the paywall. Oh, I sent her... I sent her the Argus because three different reporters in South Dakota at least covered this, Oh, which here that's the tease. And you're going to think like, wow, what's happening in South Dakota? That's so important that three different networks covered it. Let, um, can I go on a, a tangent for a second and then come back to you? Cause you just spite remembered, reminded me yeah. about something and I'm not going to sure. remember it. Sure. Again, Let's fuck the Argus in. leader. Fucking hate the Argus leader. Cause I checked the day after the inauguration on the Argus leader on their front page. And you know, what isn't on the front page of the Argus leader, the day after the inauguration of the president, anything about the inauguration, you would have assumed that Joe Biden did not become president. And there was no blurbs about what Joe Biden said about the day. There were a few blurbs in like the inside of the front page. So on like one or like 2A that had statements from South Dakota's delegation and their reactions, but it didn't have anything 
from the actual president's speech and the inauguration. So again, fuck the Argus leader. Okay, continue. Okay. So my article, I so like I said, three different um, units covered this. So the Argus, the Mitchell Republic, which is part of foreign communication. I am a subscriber to both of those papers. And then also some reporter from the Capitol Journal tried and whatever, I just read his shit on Twitter. But so mine's from the Mitchell Republic because my friend Christopher just got hired uh, through Forum Communications and this is his article, so that's why I picked it. Hmm. So uh, from the Mitchell Republic, Senator Marco Rubio wears a USF <laughs> University of Sioux Falls hat and no one knows why by Christopher Vondrack. <laughs> so <laughs> there was uh, like a month ago, uh, Senator uh, Marco Rubio wears a University of Sioux Falls t-shirt while he's getting the COVID vaccine and that and he's like yes I looked away and whatever so he's getting his vaccine and everyone in South Dakota was like but I don't understand <laughs> like why do you have that <laughs> why do you where did you get it is it is it yours did you borrow it did someone send it to you so it was a lot it was very confusing but we all just like speculated and then let it go. Well, then yesterday, the day before, he posts a video bitching about Biden. And he's wearing a USF hat. And that's when it must be a slow news day, because that's when everybody in South Dakota was like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this mystery. And what they <laughs> came up with, apparently, is that um, the like the Senate laundry or the laundry service that services the Senate um, returned the wrong shirt to him. So when and, he's wearing John Thune's shirt? Well, exa <laughs> exactly. It was like, it could only be so many. Um, someone said either a Senate staffer tracked down the t-shirt for the Florida Senator to wear in the social media post, but that person was too stupid to not know the difference between University of Southern Florida and the University of Sioux Falls. Um, the colors are different. The mascot is different. Everything is different. Or um, as what was reported in the Argus leader is that the Senate gym does laundry and it, evidently the staff returned the shirt to the wrong person. And that's how we ended up with apparently either Thune's shirt or um, Rounds' shirt. And this article says that Thune's wife, Kim, actually sat on the USF board. There were several tweets speculating that Rubio's son was being recruited by USF. But then the reporter from the Capitol Journal ended up saying that that wasn't actually true. But the deal with the hat was after that first picture of him wearing the shirt went viral usf did send him a swag bag and a note um to good naturedly like let him know about the other usf and so like why did he wear that to make his video yesterday that's random and apparently all of the outlets tried to contact rubio's office and he did not respond to um a comment to any of them but this is what we were all concerned about in South Dakota yesterday was why is Rubio wearing USF? That even like uh, Christy Nome 
tweeted at him and was like, my kids went there and it's so great, but why are you wearing that? (laughs) I am curious if this might be, I'm wondering if Christy gave it to him. This is my speculation. I think she would have taken credit for it though, is the thing. Maybe. I mean, at the time in 2016, when we were going through the Republican primary, it was like huge news when Christy Nome like went down to Florida and endorsed Marco Rubio for president. And so I'm curious if when that happened, staff or somebody gave him like a South Dakota swag bag that, I mean, that's something that usually happens. Like every time like Wendy Davis came to South Dakota or whatnot, you, we gave them like South Dakota gift bag of things. Again, I don't think Christy Nome went out and like, bought it but i don't believe that the capital like the the capital laundry service just like randomly gave marco rubio john because Th- mike grounds is too fat to fit in that shirt let's be honest he's yes, too it fat was and, not frumpy, mike shirt. and it's not mike Grounds, so it's thune's shirt but the idea that they mixed up like the second ranking republicans laundry and gave it to marco rubio and then marco rubio just like nonchalantly was like hmm don't know where this shirt came from, but I'm going to wear it. I feel like it was given to him by somebody. And I, I'm I going to Christy for when she endorsed him. It would have been like more entertaining if he had interacted with this story at all. Because it would have just been kind of a fun Well, he probably doesn't even do. know that South Dakota's incompetent journalists are like frivolously like frantically trying to get to the bottom of it i'm sure like the intern who handles south dakota media inquiries was like no don't care (laughs) i I mean like i'm sure that the three tweets from south dakota's like news and media is not getting to marco rubio anytime soon uh well don't insult christopher as we're using his article on our podcast Yeah, I'm going to go with Christopher did not write this article because he wanted to. Christopher wrote this article because his dumb editor made him write this. That's Uh, what I'm going to go with. Well, Christopher's boss is Jeremy, who we also know, who listens to the podcast. Well, Jeremy, did you tell Christopher to to write this article? Feel free to text Zach about that. Also, Christopher lives in Pierre. I bet this was the best part of his whole week. Was writing it might be the best part of his whole week, but why the hell are we writing articles about this? There's like I told you it was a slow news day. There, it is not a slow news day. That's the thing about it, South Dakota. It is not a slow news day. You have you you are on fire. The Keystone Pipeline's gone. The president. We just got a new president. Donald Trump potentially is going to jail and under siege. John Thune's the second Republican, and we have a 50-50 split senate and they're trying to negotiate rules we have a like a pandemic that's happening what the fuck are all of you people writing about marco rubio who's not even our senator and well if he was our senator and he was wearing something from usf it wouldn't have been a story i I know also i think this is better than the 57th street corn which i thought it is it's also dumb this is a funny article that that he, that Marco Rubio is wearing this. I feel like this would be great on social media to figure it out. Um, I am just perturbed that clearly South Dakota's people, like this is why everybody over there is dumb because this is the stuff that gets covered. This is mean. 
this is why you should be drinking something <laughs> better than water. I guess you I took just... my lighthearted fun story about it is a fun story. Just moved back I... to South Dakota, and you shit on it. And I apologize. I apologize to. I like the article. I do not like the news media, who has decided to spend three days researching how Marco Rubio got a University of Sioux Falls t-shirt. I'll tell you how. The fucking school has an online bookstore where you can order t-shirts. That's what I think about but if this. You, but if you could order a t-shirt from anywhere, as you say, why would he pick a tiny Christian school in South Dakota? Maybe Paul Hankin blew him in the parking lot and was like, here's your, here's your parting gift. I don't know. Maybe. There's maybe that's it. That is what I would like to see covered by <laughs> yes. the media. Now, if if Paul Den Hankin blew Marco Rubio in a parking lot, okay, South Dakota News, right away, go for it. But that hasn't happened. <laughs> so, like, let's talk about things that actually matter. That's my two cents. I'm still riled up that the Argus leader did not cover the inauguration, like on their front page. That is not Christopher's fault. No, I'm not saying it's Christopher's fault. I am standing by the comment that Christopher like took the brunt of your anger. That Christopher did not want to write this article. I'm sorry, Christopher. I do like your poem book, though. So, thank you, Christopher. Yes, Christopher wrote a book. It's beautiful. Um, do you remember the name of it? It is called That's Rattlesnake Summer. I have it right here. Thank you. Um, Rattlesnake Summer. Christopher wrote a book. Um, it so has a poem for every county in South Dakota. And I bought it for Zach for Christmas and for my dad for Christmas. And it yes. is very cool. It is very And cool. um, you can order it online. And you can also find it locally at Zambro's Variety in downtown Sioux Falls. Yep. It was, it's, it's very, very cool. So thank you for that. That will be my parting thought. That's your parting thought. You have a different parting thought about dating apps. Oh, thank you. I knew I had written it down somewhere. So the it wasn't really enough for its own article, but NBC had a story yesterday that talked about um, women and and to some extent men, but the story was about women going through their dating app and changing their profiles to appeal to conservatives and then were interacting with different people who would then chat with them and the story was about this woman in minnesota and she was talking about on being dating apps and there's you know just kind of a large contingent of conservatives where she lives but she was like oh i can now use this to my advantage so she changed her whole bumble account and then when men started messaging her she would be like so are you a patriot <laughs> she's like and then they would send me pictures to prove it with with them at the capitol oh my god or links to their accounts or whatever. And so then she just went online to the FBI and form and she, she said she submitted over a hundred <gasps> tips to the FBI based on what she found on uh, the dating apps. This yeah. lady's amazing. And the story then they, <laughs> they interviewed some other woman to kind of talk about, and they're like, women have been treated so poorly on these dating apps 
for so long that this is such a because someone was like well this is pretty shitty and she was like oh you want to know what's shitty like dudes on dating apps and this is just a way to flip the script and use this moment in time as something that was both empowering and um a way to a way to help out your country so i thought it was really cute that's lovely um that lady is a patriot my parting thought is again this we're doing this on saturday so there's gonna be a lot of things about it but larry king died and he did i mean he was 87 old hour ago yeah um I don't know. I used to love his show. He is. He did some good interviews over the time. And um, I don't know. It's kind of crazy to see all of these like huge media forces passing away. I mean, Tom Brokaw just said that he is retiring. Um, I mean, he has cancer. So probably, I mean, like Barbara Walters is probably going to pass away soon. So I don't know. It's just kind of like sad to see these like huge icons leaving. So it was just a little bummer. It is. About- I mean, it's, it's a generation of totally people who built the news and who 100%. are and who are still the the good guys you know yeah. like because charlie rose would be in that camp except then he was an old perv so now he doesn't <laughs> like, get so we can't put him in he that doesn't get on the list and, he doesn't get on the list no more no. no no but larry king at least like married all the people that he was going to be a perv with see there you how go hard, how hard is that charlie that's nice work nice yeah. work All right. Well, we'll chat later. Okay. XL. Bye. Thank you for listening to Our Point. To stay up to date and for links of the articles that we discussed in this podcast, join us on Facebook and Twitter at Our Point Podcast. If you have articles that you would like us to discuss, feel free to tag us on Facebook or Twitter, or you can also email us at ourpointpodcast at gmail.com.